you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going? This is our YouTube page. We're doing a YouTube episode. This is exciting. Welcome to the first ever YouTube episode of Locked On A's. Uh, It's going to be a learning process because I have been doing podcasts and I'm not used to looking in a specific direction. So that's, that's one thing. I also usually have notes. So if you see me looking down, that's what I'm doing, but it's so that I can bring you guys the accurate information and some actual thoughts. I'm not just going off the top of my head at all times. There is a decent amount of me doing that, but uh, that's just some behind the curtain stuff from the actual podcast. If you guys are familiar with the Lockdown A's podcast, if you guys are not, welcome. This is a very fun time and we do this every single day, Monday through Friday. So this is all of the A's coverage that you need each and every day. And uh, where else are, we, where else are you going to go? It's right here. It's right here on YouTube and anywhere you guys get podcasts. So today we are going to be talking about the A's third straight heartbreaking loss. What a way to kick off the YouTube era is just talking about the same game that we've seen since Saturday for the third time in a row. It's going to be a great time. The A's lost this one to the Mariners uh, five to three talking about that. Some takeaways from the game. I'm also going to be talking a little bit about the real villain right now. Is it the bullpen? Is it the offense? Is it a third party? It's the third party. Is that spoiler? It's the third party. And then in the third segment, if you guys are not familiar, if you guys are brand new to the YouTube page and to the podcast in general, we're doing what we like to call the wild, wild West watch. And that is where I, take stock of where the A's are in the playoff race in both the wild card and in the AL West. So that's what I got coming up for you guys today. It's a lot of fun. I like to have fun. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy what I, what I bring to the table here. So before I get into anything else though, I got to read a little bit about rock auto because they have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that locked on sent you. Uh, I'm going to be getting used to these ad reads because different screens and all that stuff, but I'll get used to it. It'll be very, very good working out the kinks first episode. Love it. Anyways, let's talk about the A's five to three loss to the Seattle Mariners. And it, it was another bad one. Also, I wear glasses. If you guys are very, very I, I, I do that. I, I uh, usually do not show them in our videos, but I am today because I usually wear them whenever. Anyways, uh, the A's lost this one five to three. And uh, one quick note, they're 35 and 28, both at home and on the road, which is interesting, I guess. No, it's not. They should be much, much better, uh, especially my, my, my takeaway from this game. My main takeaway is that they've lost Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, all three just heartbreaking bullpen blew up and allowed the other team to win. That is not great. And then last week, there was that Wednesday game where they were 0 for 11 after the first inning with runners in scoring position, could not get another runner home. They lost that game by one. If they get one big hit in the right situation, all of a sudden, that's four wins right there. And the A's are currently, spoiler alert, three and a half back of the Houston Astros. They would be in first place if they just played 
and just sealed these wins that they should have had that were in hand. They have not done it. I'm going to get into it a little bit, but first, let's, let's run down this game. It's uh, very similar to other games that we have seen in recent days, but Paul Blackburn, he's been a very, very nice surprise. He was fantastic in this game. That's my hand. Right? It's just moving vaguely in camera. I apologize. Um, it is he went five and two thirds innings pitch, gave up five hits, two earned runs. Uh, they were both on a Mitch Hanniger home run. So he had one bad pitch in this entire game. He was fantastic. He also struck out five. He's been a very nice surprise for the Oakland days. And when they called him up instead of Dalton Jeffries, I was like, oh, it's because Dalton Jeffries pitched on Sunday and they needed him to start on Wednesday. So it made sense while why Paul Blackburn was up. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, Paul Blackburn is like legit. He's giving the A's kind of what they need right now. He's pitched against two playoff contenders at the very least in the White Sox and the Mariners, two teams that are in the race. And he's pitched fairly well. He's got 11 innings pitched in total and a 409 ERA, 409 ERA. Not great, but it is better than league average because right now league average is 423. So he's been better than league average in his two starts against pretty good competition. Throw him against the Royals. He's hopefully, and we'll get into that in the third segment. Uh, hopefully his ERA would actually drop a little bit and he'd be even better than he has been for the A's already. So Paul Blackburn, very nice surprise, very nice depth piece. He's also out of options. So if uh, they, they're probably going to keep him up with the A's up until September and then rosters expand and they can just use him however they want to is my assumption. And then they can bring up Dalton Jeffries. And if they want him to start, you know, begin starting in September, they can do that. Maybe Chris Bassett is ready to go in another you know month's time, which is roughly the end of the season. But maybe they get him back for another couple of starts to finish out the season. But there's going to be some roster manipulation going on once the uh, the rosters expand. So the Paul Blackburn earning a spot right now, much like James Caprillion did when he filled in earlier this season. And he's been fantastic for the A's. He's a rookie of the year contender. He's been great. So uh, and Paul Blackburn, obviously not a rookie of the year contender, but he's been pitching much better than expected. And congrats to, or, you know, kudos to Paul Blackford, not congrats because the A's haven't won either of these games. But uh, the main guy that was not great in this game, Lou Trevino. And I, there's a lot of people that are just have Lou Trevino fatigue because of previous seasons, but this year he's actually been pretty decent. And I'm not going to sit here and bury Lou Trevino because it happens. I know it baseball happens. And I want to look at his, you know, his stats overall and show you that, he is, he's actually done this one other time this season and he's been okay overall. So uh, in this game, he went two thirds of an inning pitch, gave up four hits, three earned runs, struck out two. It, it looked like he was about to get, get out of it after he allowed that game tying home run to tie France. It's a good thing. His name's not walk off France. Anyways, <laughs> Um, but he, he went walk double right after that home run. He had runners at second and third, nobody out struck out the next two batters. And then he gave up the big hit that, uh, allowed the, the Mariners to actually take this game and get that five to three final score. Um, it was at the A's were at home, but they didn't do anything with their final at bats. Uh, but what I want to point out here is that in May, Lou Trevino had a five Oh six ERA and that was mostly because he had one bad game against the Toronto Blue Jays and he gave up five runs in that one game. He got the loss. That's uh, that was another game that the A's should have won. Uh, but that's kind of comes with the territory when you are the closer. And so he had a 506 ERA in May this month in August. He has a 466 ERA and he's given up 
five earned runs in total. And those are in the last two games. So the last two games, he's had basically the equivalent of his one bad, you know, uh, outing back in May and similar, similar results. You know, you're not getting what you need from Lou Trevino in those, but I'd rather it be the one big blow up against Toronto where he's giving up five earned runs as opposed to spreading it out over a few and blowing multiple games. So that's the one takeaway, but his overall this season, he has a 243 ERA and I mean, I'll take that from Lou Trevino. Obviously, I honestly thought that he was expendable coming into this season and he has been invaluable. So he's been a really, really, really nice addition to this club, to this bullpen. Um, he's stepped up when the A's needed somebody to step up. And I feel like we should give him a little bit more credit than he is getting just because without him pitching like he has this season, the A's are not in this race whatsoever. They're already out of it. They are not, not quite the, the Rangers, but they're I don't know, Kansas City's now. They're, they're not in it. Okay, let's just go with they're not in it. Um, at least not to the degree that they are currently. And uh, I'm going over the standings here in probably about 10 minutes. So stick around for that. But uh, if you were wondering how the A's scored, here you go. Matt Olson, solo home run against Marco Gonzalez. That's his third home run against Marco Gonzalez this season. Jan Gomes hit a rocket to left center. That was amazing. Uh, and that that was that, those are the two big ones. And then the A's also executed a double steal to put runners in second and third with one out. And then uh, there was a ground out and the A's scored on a force play. So that, that was the A's three runs. Just a big offensive explosion for the Oakland A's. You love to see it. I mean, sure. Uh, it was it was a rough one, but go get them tomorrow. And we'll see what happens. The Mariners are a tough team and they are now a little bit closer to the A's in the wild card race. Um, it's getting tight and the A's are going to have to start putting together some wins at some point. They had a nice little run, you know, uh, a week ago, but they need uh, another nice little run, especially this week because they're facing the Mariners and then the Yankees come to town and the Yankees are blistering hot. So there's a it's not fun, but hopefully me talking about the A's bullpen and Lou Trevino helps the A's just kick it into another gear because it's happened multiple times this season where I'll talk about Matt Chapman or I'll talk about somebody who's struggling and then they go deep the next game or they, you know, score 20 runs against Cleveland or, you know, something like that. So um, hopefully that's what I'm doing here is just manifesting good vibes for the A's coming up. But uh, coming up on this show, I am telling you who the real villain is. And I know that the A's get a lot of vitriol from fans when they blow games like this, especially in back-to-back-to-back -back -back games. But there's one person that we should really be pointing the finger at a little bit more than the players in the front office. You can guess who it is. So uh, stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. And usually, I usually cut it right there. I didn't. I, I need to get better at my transitions. Anyways, uh, it's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning the football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at bet online. I don't know what I was going to say there head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That is their best welcome bonus that I've seen. So uh, yeah, you, you put a dollar down, you get a dollar and you get $2 is basically it, they, they match, they match whatever you put in 
And uh, if you like football, that is definitely something you want to take advantage of. So be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. And that is when you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th. That is the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose that game, that your wager, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the great offers for the season of 2021. And that is, you can use the NFL 100 if you're doing the special opening day bet for football season, or you can also use the promo code locked on and you will get a sign sign up bonus as well and that is why everybody says that bet online are your online sports book experts they're amazing i love going to bet online and just seeing what the odds are because uh usually i feel like i know a little bit better and then i'm completely wrong so um, it's a lot of fun uh i'm not great at doing the bets as they're called but uh, anyways, for the podcast people, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are here every day and the production is going to get better. I'm going to be moving over to my kitchen as opposed to my living room. I'm going to have a much nicer setup. There's going to be more lights. It's going to be fantastic. So uh, get excited. We've been uh, getting the apartment ready for the baby and uh, cleaning things up and we're moving my office area. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, I'm going to have an actual background. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I should not put my hands on the desk because that shakes the camera. <laughs> Anyways, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, subscribe, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk about the actual villain within A's baseball. And you can probably guess it's John friggin Fisher. Uh, caught myself sometimes uh again behind the curtain on the podcast i can swear and then i will edit it out caught it there we go john fisher that that is the villain that i'm going to be talking about right here and one thing that i think that is impressive is that the a's are even competitive this season they lost marcus simeon who's been having a fantastic season for the toronto blue jays his stats are 2019-esque. He's been really, really good. Is he going to be an MVP candidate? He'll get some votes, but he's probably not going to be finishing in the top three like he did in 2019, but he's been really, really good. They also lost Liam Hendricks, who, you know, all-star Liam Hendricks, who's been fantastic. Could the A's use a Liam Hendricks right now? Would they be a lot better with Liam Hendricks in their bullpen right now? Absolutely. Uh, so the fact that they are even being competitive right now is impressive you, you got to kind of give kudos to the front office for building this team the way that they have and they had a lot of you know big pieces already in tow they had Ramon Laureano who's now suspended for 80 games and he's going to miss the first month of the 2022 season so that's not great they brought in Sterling Marte and they did that in a you know straight they didn't pay for Sterling Marte they gave up Jesus Luzardo but they didn't have to pay him any money and same thing with Elvis Andrews, same thing, Jan Gomes and Josh Harrison. They've been adding pieces without adding any payroll. And that is a very thin needle to thread. And the front office has been doing it. And that's impressive. And also that the A's players have been fairly decent. You, we've seen very big strides from Chris Bassett, who's proving that uh, 2020 was not a fluke. Sean Manaya has been 
very, very solid most of the season. Matt Olson, obviously MVP candidate. He'll be probably number three or number four in the American League. He's been absolutely amazing. And uh, you know, Frankie Montas, for the most part, outside of like a handful of starts, maybe four or five starts, he's been absolutely fantastic. His last start, he absolutely dominated the Giants and the bullpen blew it. Uh, but the fact that this team is even in the race right now is impressive to me. And I think that that's something that I'm trying not to lose sight of because I want to root for the A's. That's that's what I do first and foremost. That's why I host the podcast. I like rooting for the A's. And if I just start getting sour on the A's, then I'm not going to be having any fun. But I will be sour on A's ownership because it's because of John Fisher specifically that this is all happening. If he 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 cut payroll from where it was, usually they were they were flirting with a hundred million dollars. They're at like 83 right now, so they're paying their players less as arbitration figures grow. And they're not re-signing their free agents, which is nothing new. Uh, and they're just finding guys like Cole Irvin, who is making major league minimum, but he's been fantastic for the season. He's been a nice bright spot for the A's, where in usual seasons, uh, you hope that you get something out of somebody like Cole Irvin that you bring in. But, uh, you know, if Mike Fires goes down, the A's are sunk and they are not sunk right now. They've had some adversity to, you know, overcome this season with the Ray Fossey news, the the Ramon Laureano news, uh, all of these losses, um, the, the, the Chris Bassett incident on Tuesday last week, there's been a lot for this team to overcome and they keep doing it. They're still in the thick of it right now. And it just, it's going to take a good week for them to be, to really cement themselves. It could also take a bad rest of this week to just remove themselves from, from the playoff race. So it could go one of two ways and it's a, it's a razor thin line right now. And that's kind of what we're walking right now. But um, if John Fisher had spent a little bit of money at, at any point, even at the trade deadline, if he was like, yeah, we, we want to go get, you know, Chris Bryant or Javi Baez or Craig Kimbrell, who was available. Uh, if they wanted to get any of these guys, and I, I just named a bunch of cups, there was other people on, on the market, but if they wanted to get anybody and he had to pay, you know, $10 million or $5 million or any amount of money, then the A's would be in a much better spot. These The trades that the A's made made them a better team. But now with everything that's been going down where they lost Chris Bassett, they lost Ramon Laureano, it feels like they're more treading water with the moves that they made as opposed to actually improving the club. And John Fisher's to blame. And also, let's not forget the fact that John Fisher is trying to relocate the team. And relo threatening to relocate the team. Let's say he's threatening to relocate the team because it, it feels like the A's are going to be staying in Oakland no matter what they actually say. Uh, it's just a, a feeling that I've got. It, it feels like they're going to stay, but he's been threatening. He's been making life hard on A's fans for years, and I'm kind of getting tired of it. And uh, yeah, I got a couple more things going to my notes. Here we go. Uh, the common denominator, it, it's Fisher. It, everything wrong with the A's that you don't like about the A's, about why they're not competitive or why they don't do this or that, it's John Fisher. So if you're mad about anything that you see on the field or in the broadcast and you want to tweet about you know, how a player doesn't have it, or it's John Fisher. There you go. He, he could pay for a better pitching coach or a better hitting coach. Pitching coach is probably fun. A better hitting coach. And they're not doing it. I don't know why, but they're not. Uh, Darren Bush, apparently people like him. Uh, it feels like every everybody has the same attitude up there. And that's, yeah, swing for the fences, maybe take a walk. That's it. And it feels like hitting has evolved more. But John Fisher can make that move. He hasn't. Uh, probably because he doesn't want to be paying. He doesn't want to, you know, they, they could get rid of uh, Stephen Piscotty. Love Stephen Piscotty, but it, does he have it anymore? I, 
I don't know, but they don't want to eat his seven and a half million dollars for next year. So he's going to be on the team. Also, they're not going to be re-signing Starling Marte or Marcana, most likely. So they probably need him to be ready for the first month of the season because they have Stephen Biscotti and Seth Brown right now. And then we'll see. And maybe Chad Pender. That Ramon Laureano suspension is going to play uh, a meaningful. It's going to have a meaningful impact in 2022, whatever you think about it. But uh, here's a couple of other things that I got for you guys. He's not putting money into the facilities or into the roster. So, uh, and then he, he's mad that he's not making any money on the team because nobody's coming to the games and he's not spending money to make the money. And it's just a never ending cycle and it's ridiculous. And I, I'm tired of John Fisher. I really am. I hope that he just builds the ballpark, keeps the A's in Oakland and just sells the team. That's the best case scenario in my mind. Uh, the, the actual best case scenario would be he starts spending money, which is something he could do like immediately, but he doesn't spend money on the facilities until it's absolutely necessary. And then they're like, well, we should have been out of here a while ago. Look at these facilities. I'm like, you could have been renovating the place for the last 10 years. It's not the facilities fault, buddy. Anyways, uh, one last point I got here. And it, uh, this is a big one, I think. And it, it comes for rebuilding teams. It comes for everybody, but that is, we all put a lot of time and energy into rooting for our favorite team. And with John Fisher at the helm, it feels like there, there's not, uh, is the end goal like we win one World Series and then it's all worth it? Or do you want to build a, an, an annual contender like the A's kind of already do, but with a little bit more money spent? That's what I want personally. I want, you know, the Dodgers kind of thing where maybe not where they spend, you know, ridiculous amounts of money, but you know, within reason, uh, if they spent $130 million every single year, I'd be like, Hey, they're trying. That's fine. And that's not a ton more money and it wouldn't have a significant impact. And whether or not that's, you know, investing in, you know, different pitching machines to help the hitters or, you know, getting Matt Olson, another little red box to improve everybody on the roster. Like Matt Olson has something, just something is all that I want. Uh, that money to be spent on. It doesn't feel like they're investing in their facilities, in their club, in their training techniques or anything. And that is where my frustration is. I want them to be, to, they have the people there. The front office is fantastic. Uh, the players like it there generally, and they're just not able to get over that hunch because, or that, that hump because they just aren't spending the money. And that's the common denominator. They can build the contenders with on a shoestring budget, but, uh, even contenders need a little bit more help than the A's are getting right now. So we'll see what happens, but I'm mad at John Fisher after these three straight losses. That, that That's who I'm mad at. It's not Lou Trevino. It's not the A's offense. It's John Fisher. And, uh, Go from there, I guess. Anyways, uh, coming up on the show, we're talking about the Wild Wild West Watch. Where do they stand in the playoffs? Got that all coming for you guys up. Got that coming up for you guys in just a minute. So stay locked in. We're locked on A's, and I'll be right back. Doo, doo, doo. This is where I wait for the ads to load. There you go. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. 
Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business, and I love family businesses, and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. So all you got to do to do to, to get some, some better service for your auto parts, your auto parts needs, your cars, your trucks, is go to rockauto.com and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And let them know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And now I wait for the other one to load. Actually, this one, uh, it's Spotify Green Room as I wait for it to load. I'm going live on Tuesday at game time. So if you're watching this or hearing this on Tuesday morning, I will be live at 1245. I think it's a spit first pitch. It's 1240, 1237. It's one of those. I'll be live in that 10 minute span and we'll be talking about this game. But this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Lockdown A's once a week, and yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a room today on Tuesday at first pitch uh, talking about that A's and Mariners game. The A's need to win. So that's, we're going to be manifesting an A's win on green room at first pitch. So that'll be a lot of fun. So go download the green room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter and join me on the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at by Jason B to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live on Tuesday at game time. I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's. See you guys there. Green room changing the way we talk sports. And now we are back to the YouTube channel. Real quick. I'm going <laughs> to, I've been talking for 25 minutes. Going to take a sip of this. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back. We are in the third and final segment of the initial YouTube show for Locked On A's. Very excited. I've been having fun talking nonstop. It's a good time. I, I like the podcast because I get to stop every now and then. But this is gonna I'll be getting used to this. I'll I'll be hydrating with water and stuff. It'll be it'll be a good, good time. But uh if you guys like the show, again, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um I don't think there's a rating system on here for a show. I don't think there's a rating system, but also uh, follow the podcast uh, wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to locked on athletics at gmail.com. So we got a few minutes. Let's run down the wild, wild West watch and we're going full notes. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. Um, so the Astros ended up losing their game to the Royals. Remember last week, they lost three out of four to the Royals. They started this week by losing at home to the Kansas City Royals, and they got stomped in this one. They was seven to one Royals when I asked uh, Locked On Royals host Rylan Styles for his secrets to beating the Houston Astros, and he didn't really get, he was like, have young pitching that they haven't seen before. So not really helpful. But thanks for the reply, Rylan. <laughs> and 
that that's I'm not talking about that game in great detail, but I do want to point out one thing. Um, because I dislike power rankings so much, I click on them every Monday. And today's or Monday's power rankings had the Houston Astros like fourth or fifth or whatever they were. And on one specific one, I forget where it was. It was on one of the major media outlets. They had all of these things, these these nice things to say about the Houston Astros. And they're like, oh, they, they were just dominant over the Seattle Mariners on Friday and Saturday. And then they, you know, they faltered a little bit on Sunday. But, uh, oh, man, what a showing by the Houston Astros against the Seattle Mariners. Uh, and then they're like, oh, and then they also lost three to four to the uh, Kansas City Royals that week. And I'm like, yeah. They didn't have a great week. Why are we giving them kudos right now? Sure, they, they probably deserve to be like fourth or fifth or wherever they were, but let's let's be real about where like what actually happened. These are supposed to be informative. I think it's funny, especially when the Royals have won four out of five games against the Houston Astros. And I know that the A's stink right now, but it's still fun to just turn the knife. Ah, anyways, uh, the Yankees won their 10th straight against the Atlanta Braves, snapping Atlanta's own nine game winning streak. They, it was a battle of nine game winning streaks. The Yankees won the Braves lost. And there's part of me that wants the Braves to win Tuesday's game because it's a, you know, two games set a lot like the A's have with the Seattle Mariners. Um, and so they, they each snap the, the win streaks. That's, that's one, um, but on the other hand, I would like for the A's to snap the win streak and then just sweep the entire series. That would also feel really, really nice. I I don't know. Because we've seen it a lot this year where a team that's hot going, like if the A's are, you know, steamrolling over teams and then they face like the Texas Rangers, then uh, they stink. But if the Texas Rangers stink coming in to face the A's, then they sweep the A's. Uh, the Rangers have been a thorn in the A's side this year. Not a fan. Much like the Royals to the Astros, I assume. Uh, the, the Yankees ended up winning this game five to one. Uh, John Carlos Stanton went two for three with a home run, three RBI. He had a good, good game. And uh, I, I believe I saw a tweet that said that he now has the longest home run in the history of like 10 ballparks, 15 ballparks. It was a bunch of ballparks. And so I assumed that the home run that he hit was the hardest hit ball ever at uh, Atlanta's new ballpark over there. So congrats to him, I guess. I did not see the Oakland Coliseum on that list. So uh I was going to say step it up, but don't because you're coming to Oakland this week. Uh, forget I said anything. Maybe I'll cut that out for the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, the Red Sox beat the Texas Rangers eight to four in 11 innings. This one, nobody wanted to win this game like at all. The, the Red Sox blew it late. Matt Barnes blew another save opportunity. I think they were up three to one in the ninth and then it was three to three and then they were just trading blows back and forth and it, it I watched this game. I was waiting for the videos to be done and oh my God, it took forever. Um, so that that's how that one ended. Uh, it was eight to four. Travis Shaw hit a walk-off grand slam. He apparently is a mayor. He's the mayor of Slamtown. I think that's hilarious. Um, I want the, well, they're not facing the Rangers anymore. I think that they're facing the twins in Boston coming up. So go twins, big, big twins fan over here. Uh, and then finally Toronto beat the White Sox two to one. Alec Manoa was fantastic in this game. He went six innings, gave up five hits, one earned run against the Chicago White Sox. Very nice start from Alec Manoa. He's been really, really good. Gotta say he's been really, really good. Um, he walked three, struck out five uh, and he matched Lance Lynn pitch for pitch on this one. They both allowed one earned run. Craig Kimbrell got the loss in this one in the eighth inning. He threw a wild pitch. Why couldn't he have done that against the Oakland A's last week? I don't know, but 
he did it against the, the Blue Jays, and now everything's tighter for the A's. So that's just lots and lots of fun. Uh, here's the quick rundown of the entire standings that we got for you guys. The Houston Astros are three and a half games up on the Oakland A's in the AL West. In the wild card, the Yankees are up two and a half on Boston and three and a half on the A's. Boston now has sole possession of that second wild card spot with their win and the A's loss. So that's not great. Uh, Oakland is one game back at Boston right there. And then Seattle is three games back of Boston, but two games back of the A's. So another loss to the Seattle Mariners on Tuesday does not spell great things for the Oakland A's ahead of their four-game series against the New York Yankees. And then we've got the Toronto Blue Jays. They are four and a half back of Boston, but three and a half back with their win of the Oakland A's. So, yeah, it's uh, it's tough, but I don't want to end it right there. What I want to end it on is more power rankings talk. Uh, early on in the season, the A's were not getting a lot of love because their uh, their run differential was not as high as you know that a bunch of other teams. And so that was something that I was like, yeah, I mean, sure, they started off one and seven. That's why it's that bad. They were getting absolutely shelled that first series against the Astros. Oh, well, then they won 13 in a row and they looked a lot better. Uh, I don't know what to make of this team anymore, but we know, beside the point. What I want to focus on is everybody was talking about the run differentials and why that is why they could not rank the A's higher than they had them. So let's go over some run differentials. Currently, just in the wild card race, the New York Yankees have a plus 47 run differential. Golf clap. Good job. The Boston Red Sox, plus 53 run differential. Good job. These teams are both ahead of the Oakland A's uh, in the standings. But not in run differential. The A's have a plus 69. Nice run differential. And I they're not they're not better than them in the power rankings. I don't know why. That's all. I just wanted a little little tidbit, little not, not even a rant, just a mini rant to end the first YouTube episode. Um, anyways, that is all that I got for you guys today. I had fun, a little bit of nerves, but we're gonna get used to it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh I, I will, you know. It'll get better. So subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. Again, I'll be going live on Tuesday. Um, yeah, this is usually somewhat of the format for the actual show. I'll be talking about recapping the the game from the day before, and then in the third segment, giving you where the A's stand in the in the the standings, I guess, um, in both the wildcard and the AL West, unless they fall out of it. And then maybe I'll talk about, you know, other things, um, or if they get even closer, maybe I'll move that up to the second segment. I don't know. And then the second segment, it's kind of like, Hey, whatever I want to do, uh, let, let's talk about whatever for the second segment. So, uh, if you guys like it, that's great. If you don't let me know how I can improve, uh, always looking for suggestions and what you guys want out of this podcast. Cause that's what I do. I, I want this to be for people. That's what I try to do. Uh, I, I try to reply to comments and, you know, tweets and all that thing and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to be a conduit for the A's coverage that, uh, you guys want and deserve. So, uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow.